Hello and welcome to the Sons of Gideon podcast. Uh, we're a podcast committed to tearing down the idols of our culture. And this week we're tackling the big topic of homosexuality. These cultural waves aren't going to bother them. They'll respond to them as they need to, but they have a mission. They're like a heat-seeking missile that is set on the target and we will accomplish. You have the Holy Spirit. You're men, ain't you? We want to fight the good fight, Paul said. Wage the good warfare. 1 John 5 verse 4 says, Everyone who has been born of God conquers the world. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not just content for a story. It is embedded with divine power to literally change lives and bring the new birth to the glory of God. Christianity is a world-conquering religion. All right. Hello, everyone. How, how, uh, how are you guys going this week? Good. Very good. Never better. Just finished some training. Yeah. yeah. Boys. Good to be back with the sons. For those of us who are listening uh, for the first time, this is Seth. This is Chris. I'm Yee! Ruben. We are, we are the sons of Gideon. Yeah. Yes, it's been a solid week. Yeah. Been a good week. Yeah, it's been a good one. Yep. So today we are talking about a big topic. Yeah. Being particularly uh, relevant this month, being Pride Month. Yeah. We're talking about mm. homosexuality. Yeah. Mm. So it's very, uh, very popular these days. It is, sadly, but yeah. So we're going to dive right in. We're going to be we're going to be talking about what what does the Bible say about homosexuality. So first off, uh, I'm going to ask the question: what What is homosexuality? Like, but biblically defined. So what does the Bible say? What is it? I guess in short, homosexuality, uh, biblically defined, is it's just as simple as a man having same sex attraction to another man and acting upon it, and vice versa with women. Specifically, the desire. And the act. We're yeah. not differentiating desires and then acts as two different things. Yeah. We're saying we're committing that uh, God looks at the heart, um, as we'll probably talk about soon, that uh, Jesus says, whoever uh, lusts over a woman commits adultery in his heart. And that's, that's, that's where it starts. It starts in the heart. Yeah. If you have a heart disposition towards lusting over the same sex, you are committing... Uh, yeah. Sodomy, homosexuality, yeah. whatever we want to uh, call it like that. The, uh, the heart of the problem is the mm. problem of the heart. Hey, hey. Uh, there you go. So, some people uh, who might be listening, a very, very common question that, that non-Christians ask Christians. It's a classic. Mm. Is it a sin to be gay? Mm. Yeah. Is that a sin? Mm. How, how do you guys uh, respond to that? Mm. Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, it's just as much as it's a sin to to lie, to cheat, to steal. <coughs> We're not going to dance around God's word and try and come up with uh, elaborate ways in which we can say this isn't a sin yep. according to our own feelings and desires. Yeah. But we want to be not only sola scriptura, but tota scriptura. Mm. What does what uh, this authority of scripture say? And not just a certain part of scripture like the New Testament, but the whole Bible mm. uh, on this yep. certain topic. And yeah, we will conclude that yeah, it yeah. is a sin. Yeah, didn't you have a Bible verse, Chris, from uh, Leviticus? Yeah, 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 well, yeah, that's when, um, I think we see it codified initially in the, in the Ten Commandments. Like, we go to Westminster Larger Catechism, um, where it's talking about uh, uh, what is, uh, like, 
like what is what is the seventh commandment what is committing adultery yeah. and they define it as sodomy and all unnatural lusts are forbidden in the seventh commandment that's summing it up so it's codified yeah. in exodus but then we see it probably explicitly referred to uh firstly in leviticus eighteen twenty two, when we're saying when <coughs> we say you shall not lie with a male as with a woman it is an abomination that's continued in Leviticus twenty thirteen. The man lies with a male as with a woman. Both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. Yeah. So this is when we see the first definition of really what what this homosexuality, what the, what this is, uh, uh, biblically. Yeah. Uh, I think as well uh, from. Obviously, you're reading of the scripture where it says they should be put to death. Uh, we're not just saying homosexualities deserve to die because of mm. their sin. We're saying that we ourselves, because of the sin we commit against God, des- deserve to die. It's, yeah. it, we're not just specifically categorizing it. To, oh, if you're a homosexual, uh, we want to kill you. Mm. Uh, no, we're saying that I myself, because of the sin in which I've committed, deserve to die. But I think I wanted to just draw that yeah. distinction. So some people might ask at this point, right? Okay. So some people might go... But Chris, wasn't that mm. the Old Testament? Like, hasn't God changed since then? Yeah. Didn't Jesus come? And, you know, Jesus, he didn't talk about homosexuality. Mm. He didn't mm. say anything. Mm. And uh, Jesus came and he's all about love. <laughs> and isn't, isn't that what homosexuality is all about? Yeah, I think that's a great, great point to bring up. That's a <coughs> common theme of the probably liberal Christians or yeah, the whatever they want to, the left in general. Um, they want to say that they want to use the law of love, that you should love your neighbor as yourself. But then, you know, we might ask them, what is love? How do you love your neighbor then? Um, It's clear that this is not a ceremonial law. It's not a law that passes away. Because not only in the Old Testament was it just not limited to Israel that God hated this sin ever. It wasn't just limited to them. It was an abomination that all nations, if they committed it, the Lord hated it. He detests it. But we see it continued over in the New Mm -hmm. Testament um, as we'll get to scriptures such as First Corinthians six nine, Romans one. Yeah, yeah. let's let's go to let's uh, go to First Corinthians now. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look at that verse. I got it. Yep. Yes, yeah, sure. yeah, go ahead. First Corinthians six nine says, "Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality." nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. As such were some of you, but you were washed and you were sanctified and you were justified in the name of Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God, Mm. of our God. Yeah. It's it's probably important as we're reading these verses and texts to bring up, starting in the Old Testament, what did we just refer to? We said it's abomination for a male to sleep with a male mm-hmm. as with a woman. Yeah. Um, he's not referring to, and as we'll see in Romans 1, uh, none of the Bible refers to this liberal view of, well, it's a male sleeping with a boy, or it's yeah. a, it's some sort of weird yep. prostitution thing going on. It's just male to male. Hmm. Um, yeah. Wh- whatever, whatever age, whatever, you know, uh, yeah, sense it there's, is. there's some at least so-called Christians out there who will uh, seek to redefine everything. Yeah. And they'll, they'll quote-unquote retranslate things and they'll look at the word homosexuality and they go, well, 
homosexuality, homosexuality doesn't actually mean homosexuality. You see, it means something else. Yeah. And they just redefine everything and they just refuse to take the plain meaning of scripture. But the Bible's clear, like right from Genesis, like, you know, the second page of the Bible, Genesis chapter two, um, God, God created uh, us male and female in the image of God. Yep. And then it says, this is why a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. Yep. So from the beginning, God created men and women, and he created a man to marry a woman. Hmm. And that's, that's how God created us to be. And to defy that and decide, uh, decide to be attracted to people of the same sex or to commit sexual acts with other people of the same sex, hmm. that is denying God's creation for us and is a sin. Even yep. the mandate itself to be fruitful and multiply. It's a, a, a man with a man cannot be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. Uh, vice versa with a woman with yep. a woman. Yep. That's right. And even biologically looking at it, a man is designed to be partnered or to be accompanied by a woman. Yep. It, they they complement each other. Compatible. Yeah. So, so here's a big thing that's very popular at the moment. A lot of people is say, I was born gay. I was mm. born this way. Mm. Um, and there's scientists have tried very, very, very hard. Trust me, they've tried <laughs> to find uh, a gay gene yeah. or, or at least something genetically which makes people gay. Mm. Um, and they haven't been able to find anything. No. And yet these so-called scientists and social scientists are going around saying to people, yep, yeah, like this, this is legitimate. People are born gay. Mm. And obviously it's a very popular thing people believe. So... If, if from the Bible, like, can you be born gay? Is that a real thing? Is, is, are you born that way? I think even before we rip into the Bible, looking at it, like, rip into the Bible. What's rip going? into the Bible. No, get into the Bible. Get into the Bible, <laughs> mate. We're not ripping. <laughs> it. Never ripping. I mean, yeah. Um, only ripping to sin. Um, ripping to sin, mate. Come on. We look at like studies of like the twin. I think they call it this twin study or something. So, two two identical twins, you know. Essentially, same genetic makeup, same upbringing, but then one will be homosexual and have homosexual tendencies and one won't. Mm. It's not, oh, just because you're from this certain family, you can't blame it on your parents. You can't blame it on your upbringing and say this is just, it's just, and even they'll admit, psychologists, scientists, they'll admit, oh, they can't define it. They can't say, well, this is the... uh, the recipe that creates homosexuality and therefore mm. we can justify it. No, as good uh, biblical um, informed Christians, we would say total depravity. Yeah, it's um, just, yeah. it just echoes the depravity of men. Mm. Yeah, all men. Fallen state. Yeah. yeah, we inherit from Adam, um, the first representative of humanity, that fallenness. And some people may be born with a tendency. Yeah to that sin that's right but it never gives us a reason to justify it never gives us a reason to blame anyone or say yeah well that's just my tendency like no you're you're willing and engaged yeah. in this sin yeah and uh some people will say like being gay is not a choice like you're mm. you're born like that but uh, as chris was saying right we all have tendencies for certain sins yeah. like some people have a tendency to gossip they have a huge temptation to gossip and then some other people just never even think twice to gossip or some people tend to get very very angry very easily or some guys uh struggle with sexual immorality more so than others Mm. and it's the same thing with homosexuality some people have never had a homosexual desire their whole life and some people have this constant bombardment of 
of these desires towards the same sex. But that doesn't mean that you were born that way. The, uh, the Bible's clear. God created a man for a woman. Yep. Um, and you can have uh, same-sex desires, um, which is sinful to have those desires, um, but that's not your identity. That is not who you are. Like, mm. uh, as we kind of mentioned before from that 1 Corinthians passage, like, uh, it says that is who you once were. We want, yeah. once were homosexuals, but now that we've become Christians, we've been renewed. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, the the part which you, which you with what you just said then, <laughs> uh, with once you're Christians, uh, that makes sense in, in as much as you know when when we, when we uh, preach to Christians, especially Christians that are struggling or uh, don't really have a biblical view of homosexuality. But how would we? Uh, what, what's the hope for the unbeliever when it comes to homosexuality? Because actually, now yeah, you take it away. Oh, uh, well. We have huge amount of hope that Christ can wash us clean, that Jesus Christ is That's the right. answer. Um, and we'll probably summarize with that uh, towards the end, but yeah. this is yeah. the only way. Um, and we know in the heart of hearts of all men, they know uh, we have a conscience. We know it's seared, but they know it's wrong. They yeah. know that it's, it's a shameful thing. It is, yeah. Um, up until like recently, it was hidden. Like it yeah. was, and they, and, it was just shameful. Even society knew, non-Christian societies knew. It was a shameful yeah, thing. It, it wasn't... You can't... If you're a non-Christian and you're, you're gay, you say that you're gay, um, you know that it's wrong. No one can, can, can deny these things that they're morally wrong. People can outwardly... They can convince themselves and so sear over their conscience that they no longer feel guilty. Yeah. But deep down, you know this is not what you were created for. Yeah. You know that a man was created for a woman. And a woman was created for a man, not not a man for a man or a woman for a woman. Like it's a basic biological fact, and it's also written on our hearts and on our consciences. Mm. Um, but here's the hope: if you if you come to Christ and you believe the gospel, you can be forgiven. There is no sin that's too great Amen. that Christ cannot forgive, and God can renew and transform our hearts and our desires. Yeah, it's the the biggest thing, especially in our culture and our day, is the whole heart thing because. People can, people, especially in our day, we're so led by our feelings. We're so led by, our feelings can override any type of fact as well. You can lay down yeah. something to, for example, we can lay down truth to, to someone who just, in their hearts of hearts, feels like, you know, my homosexuality, like my homosexuality is, is good because my heart is telling me it's good. But again, we read in the word, the heart is desperately wicked. Who can That's know right. it? Yep. Yeah. And that. You understand on their side where they're so feelings-based, and especially this filters its way into the church as well, where some Christians will even forsake the Word of God on account for their feelings because their feelings would say, yeah. oh, I've been told my whole life that God is loving, God is love. And when I read His Word and it says that, you know, in First uh, First Corinthians 6 where it talks about, again, homosexuality, they will not inherit the kingdom of, Earth, uh, kingdom of God. Yeah. They could come to that and then automatically their feelings would be like, oh, this just must be cultural or they, they yep. just dance around the topic mm. to, to satisfy their own feelings. But yeah, yeah, I guess what we're trying to say is, is like scripture is our final authority and because feelings are, are fleeting. Mm. Um, mm. We know that with sin, it, it, there's three things that sin does. It steals, it kills and destroys. You even just look at a homosexual relationship. Mm. It, yep. <coughs> how, how it steals and it robs them of, of glorifying God and their man, uh, God given, you know, sex um 
it kills in the fact that they cannot have children. They cannot mm. uh, repopulate. Their 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 bloodline ends with them, mm. and it ultimately yeah destroys. Um, I would even say it destroys the gospel if if we take it to its consistent end. It, yeah, it replaces the gospel. It says so, my feelings are my authority. So if you're if someone right now is listening and you're not a Christian, uh, you might be thinking we're very uh, judgmental. Is what people mm. would say. Like. Uh, a lot of people say, like, well, the Bible says you shouldn't judge. Yeah, judge you should not be loving. You be judged. Yeah, don't judge. Um, so, what, how would you respond to that? Like, because uh, this would, what we're saying right now would make a lot of people, there's probably some people listening to this, you might be really, really angry at what we're saying. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so what does the Bible say about judging? Even that verse, judge not lest you be judged, if you even just finish what the verse says, yep. it says, for the judgment in which you judge, you too shall be judged. All it's saying is do not judge with a double standard. That's right. We yeah. wouldn't say anything here today that we wouldn't gladly have applied unto ourselves. Yeah. Even to the extent of us saying that, uh, with the other sins that I mentioned in in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, it's not just the homosexuality, but the idolaters, the... Um, the thieves, the greedy, yep. the drunkards, yeah. all of these things in which, again, we as, as fallen men can say that we've struggled with at least one of them. Mm. But it, it's it's that sanctifying process that we, we ought to put it to death. When, when God calls us, he bids us come and we die yeah. so that we might live mm. in Christ. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I think that's super important. And even for the uh, Christian brothers and sisters out there, <coughs> we are called to judge in righteousness. Yeah, We are mm. called to uphold God's holy perfect uh and moral law yeah um to a failure to do this is a failure to set him apart as holy yes it's a failure to mm. honor him and give him the due glory that he deserves um this isn't just uh if you're one of those hardcore christians you might yeah preach on you know homosexuality at those hardcore churches this is biblical and we're uh, we're called to do this we're called to save uh the yeah. unrepentance yeah. and we're called to yeah weep over this yeah it's not an angry thing and mm. uh, christians do need to repent if they have ever been angry or aggressive or um yeah. just despising of homosexuals especially in the church yeah. that needs to be repented mm. of but again i think we're more in a in a even jellyfish yeah. society now that we need to push back and say no this is sin we need to call sin sin yeah. and shoot yeah. straight this is again it, it's it might not look like it now, but what we are doing is is honestly, like, hear our hearts in as much as we're pleading. This is this is we this is what we would say truly is biblically loving. If we affirm you in your sin, but we as Christians believe that oh, hang on, it says here homosexualities will not inherit the kingdom of God, and I'm uh, and as Christians they just say you know what I'm just gonna love on you, and not really talk about the 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 sin of homosexuality. The most loving thing that. Bible believing Christians can do, especially to uh, brothers and sisters who might be, you know, homosexuality affirming. Um, we are pleading with you that this is a sin, and this is a sin in which Christ has died for. He bore the wrath in which you rightfully deserved. That's right. Yeah. Mm. But then, if you die and and you haven't bent the knee to Christ, and you are still set on being a homosexual, or being a homosexual, or, or still practicing this, um. God's wrath still abides and it still abides on that mm. sin in which you are actively condemned. Yeah. And the plea that we are doing is that repent of your sin, cling to Christ. And and we as 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 creatures, you know, who, who ultimately are made in the image of God, uh, sin, again, like we said before, it still kills, it destroys, but it also uh, 
it will never fully satisfy you. It will always lead you into deeper sin, mm. deeper immorality, leaving you more emptier than you were before. Yeah. And what we're trying to say is uh, God is an infinite source in which he is the standard of love and standard mm. of yep. joy and standard of pleasure. Um, and we as creatures made in his image, uh, living outside of him uh, in a fallen state, uh, our plea would be that you would come to Christ, uh, repent of your sin, and then experience what true love, true joy, true pleasure is, and that is, and that can and only yeah. will ever be found in Christ. Yeah, amen to that. Amen. Well, yeah, we <clears throat> just to touch on that, even and we've we've spoken a bit about it, but it's probably the greatest for someone um, in homosexual sin, and also we're, we're going to differentiate. It is the. Uh, you are not your sin. You're committing homosexual acts. Yeah. Um, even the term homosexuality wasn't created till the 19th century. Um, so it's, it's a sin that Jesus died for. That isn't who you are. And mm. we're going to go more into identity soon. In the next episode. Uh, next episode. Yeah. Stay tuned. Identity. Well, I think, yeah. Going back to that uh, 1 Corinthians 6 verse. Just, re- just listen to what Paul's saying. Uh, he's going through the list of uh, you know, sins that will not, uh, will, unrepentant sins, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And he says, and such were some of you, but mm. you were washed as you were, san- you were sanctified and you were justified. That's right. So let's remember yeah. the Corinthians, they were living like this. Christians aren't this, oh, they've, they've been, uh, they've grown up Christian, you know, they've never seen any of this, they've never experienced this. Everyone has, you know, different, different testimonies of conversion. But the Corinthian church, they were living like this. They mm. were homos- homosexuals. They were mm. living in this sin. And they can gladly and say yes and amen to, you were, you, such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, so even the, the testimony from Scripture itself, yeah. uh, you, you can have a regenerated heart. And as Brother Seth said, can um, walk in communion with the Lord. Yeah. Homosexuality is a fairly controversial topic right now. And I'm sure uh, what we've said is highly uh, cancelable. We've probably already been cancelled. Second episode of our show. But uh, there you go. We're we're here to bring glory to God. Amen. And God alone. um, And to preach and speak the truth. Because this is what will set people free. Amen. Hopefully we've given you some uh, food for thought for this week. A uh, little bit, a uh, little bit of controversy. I know there's a lot of Christians would uh, uh, dis- disagree with with what we've said, but we're convinced that this is biblically true. Well, the Bible's pretty clear. So I think uh, that's uh, that's us for this week. Praise God. Yeah, praise God. We might uh, see you in the next uh, episode. <laughs>